bring in Daniel Stewart right now. He is a partner in the law firm of Hutchinson and Stesson. He used to be the general counsel to Governor Sandoval. Uh, Daniel, welcome. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yay. Glad I'm really enjoying listening to uh, <laughs> that sure, conversation. I'm sure you are. Um, so I want to talk to you about these lawsuits. There, there's okay. been one. It seems every day since before the election started, since last week, uh, they've all been rejected. Uh, talk to me about what's going on here, and are are any of them still pending? Well, uh, you gave about as good a summary as I could have just right there. <laughs> there has been. Lots of lawsuits. They've been in multiple forms uh, over the course of, I would say, beginning in about May when we first started with the uh, male primary that we had. Um, I think a lot of people not only had early issues with the primary, the people that were suing, but also worried that maybe they, it was setting precedent for the, for the general, right? So you had early lawsuits back in May. They've been in federal court. They've been in state court they've been in the nevada supreme court they've been in front of judges in carson city in front of judges in clark county uh judges all across the ideological spectrum and and they they have had success on one suit one so far and that was on on election day uh they sued to have the polls kept open an extra hour because of uh malfunctions at the beginning so I, i think that's their victory that's, so so that was interesting to me. That, I mean, that was the Trump side that sued to have the, the polls open. This is the side that keeps saying, we need to close the polls. We, you know, we need to shut down mail-in voting. Correct. Okay. Um, now, part of that is because... They the told sites... all their people to come to vote in person. Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. And also it's because uh, they seemed to have thought, and I have no way to, to challenge this one way or another, could very well be true. That, that most of the malfunctions that they, they, they saw, they believed were in areas that would be good for, for, for their voters. And so they, they wanted to make sure that, that, that voters they thought were coming out to support them. Uh, yeah, I think there were sites in, in some of the senior centers and so forth that they, they thought were going to be good, good sites that they wanted to make sure that people got the full uh, 12 hours to vote. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was a win. Uh, the rest of them have, have been... Uh, in various forms of trying to stop mail balloting, trying to uh, stop signature verification, uh, trying to uh, perhaps force some different uh, poll observing or vote counting observing rules that are that are currently in place. Um, there's been public records requests uh, that are in, and, and those have kind of won, but 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 not on the deadline that. They wanted they they've wanted uh, copies of the signature ballots and, and and they are entitled to those under the law. It's just they're not necessarily entitled to them right away uh, under the public records law. So those those will come trickling in um, uh, in the in the days to come per the per the court's order. But but for the most part, you're right, and it's it's been very quick, right? Since basically since you and I first exchanged text this morning, you had uh, the motions. On the latest federal lawsuit, you had the hearing and the ruling all all in about four or five hours. And uh, uh, that was another uh, another uh, loss for the um, for the Trump campaign. So what I was uh, um, seeing from today's lawsuit, uh, which actually which actually dropped last night, uh, was is that it was pretty much the same lawsuit from November 2nd. Uh, they wanted to uh, stop the machines from reading the signatures. 
uh, and they wanted uh, to be able to uh, have to be able to have people closer, more people in the room watching. And the and part of the issue with the November second ruling is that the judge said no, the signature verification machines they work and they're completely legal. And by the way, you don't have standing. Because you you right. haven't been harmed by this, so it fe- it feels like to to me last night what they came back with was see we've been harmed by this. There are people here who've been harmed by this. So now give us our lawsuit. Correct. That that's a very very uh, good analysis there. It's it was v- a, a very similar lawsuit, much the same. In fact, that lawsuit's still going on. Huh. The state lawsuit. It's it's in the Nevada Supreme Court right now. Uh, there was an attempt to get it dismissed. Uh, but the parties couldn't agree to get it dismissed, so it's it's still active, um, and and so this is a, a very similar lawsuit. What what's different is there's new parties uh, that they have alleged uh, give them better standing, uh, as well as they've they've tried to to bring in particular harm. They had a a, a specific voter that uh, is alleging that someone. I guess what she's alleging is that somebody voted in her place and and mm-hmm. had the signature had the signature machine been working or the process been working, uh, it would have caught that and wouldn't have stolen her vote. They also threw in uh, a paragraph about the uh, you may have heard about the, the the list that was sent yesterday of supposed three over three thousand people that had changed that are no longer in Nevada but that voted potentially right uh, and and they, they they threw that in there. So there was there was yes, there was some differences in the parties There were some differences in kind of the particularized harms. Uh, but but the what they were asking for was much the same. They wanted the machine stopped. They wanted ballots segregated so that they could they could, you know, wouldn't be counted in so they could be challenged uh, individually or at least the signatures could be viewed individually. And they wanted greater access or closer proximity in their observing. So um, before I let you go, uh, there are people down at the registrar's office in Clark County right now who are protesting, uh, who are in line because they feel like they haven't, uh, that their their vote hasn't been counted, which I feel like is just going to slow the counting down because now people have to, now people, the registrar's office have to take care of those people who are now in line. Um, but I also feel like maybe this is an attempt to show that there are lots of people whose votes have not been counted. And if the registrar doesn't stop and take care of those people, then that's a lawsuit that may come down the pike. That very well. There's a lot of different strategies. I know uh, my strategy may not be the right word there. Mm. I think for the most part, I've had a lot of people reach out to me, individuals that are worried about their, whether their ballot was counted, friends, friends and family. I think a lot of that has been, uh, based upon uh, the the how they've been following things on the tracking program, um, and uh, the Secretary of State yesterday put out some some information on on that. I think they're handling that well. I would say the vast bulk, my experience, vast bulk of those people are sincere and they just want to make sure that their votes are counted. Um, but you've got a kind of an interesting uh, clash of of claims going on. There's 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 on the one hand. Uh, kind of generalized claims that Assembly Bill 4 and the kind of the expansion of voting rights let too many people vote. And I, I don't mean that like I, I don't mean that in the sense that people that uh, you know, suppression, I mean that that ineligible people, there's this, there's this mm-hmm. claim that that it opened the door to fraud and there was too much fraud. And at the same time, there's this argument that somehow 
uh, it prevented people from voting. So basically, there's a, they're arguing both suppression and um, and fraud at the same time. I, I think what's probably is that this is a new. This is I, one, somebody said it earlier about how they were doing two different election systems at once. Mm-hmm. That's correct. I'd say they'd actually doing three different election systems because this is our first election with same day registration as well, and so they had to uh, All right. do that for the first time. And so, uh, you know, there's pandemic, social distancing, new law, new rules, all this stuff in once. I, I think there is some confusion. I think there's some people that are just uh, maybe are mistaking uh, unfamiliarity with the process or confusion with, 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 with something more nefarious. It's just not there. OK, so you brought up something uh, before I let you go. You brought up this list of people who have moved out of state. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of people who've said, uh, yes, we're in the military. That's why we moved out of state. And our place of residence is still Nevada. Correct. So uh, that is legal, correct? They correct. can still 100%. vote in Nevada. Yes. You, you only lose your residency if you choose to lose your residency. You're, you're, for voting purposes, you're only allowed one residency. Uh, but whether you're going to college, whether you're long vacation, whether you're at the military, whether you're going to, to help out a family member that might be in need of help, um, a whole host of reasons. Even people that are have moved and are intending to move permanently uh, are allowed a little bit of a grace period around the election time that they, they can still mm-hmm. vote. Uh, in their former place because their new place may not may not get them registered and get allow them to vote in time. So uh, the burden is going to be on the the Trump campaign or whoever's bringing this forward to actually show that these each of these individually, that there was something uh, that this nefarious, that these, mm. these people you know were registered in these other states. And, and so far, I've seen no no evidence of that. Uh, and it, it seems like it was just a lot of perfectly legal voting from people that are just happen to be living out of the state. I've, I've voted when I lived out of state when I was in college. Right. So. so did I. Daniel Stewart is an election lawyer in Las Vegas with the firm of Hutchison and Stesson. Thank you for joining us, Dan. I really appreciate this. You're very welcome. Have a great night. You too.